1: Plus. This is a playback media production. Guess all the associated links for this podcast at ibroxrocks.com. Welcome
0: to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that could have told you that that substitution wouldn't work. This week on Heart and Hand, into the playoffs. <laughs> So, welcome to and Hand Rangers Podcast. My name is David Egger, I'm your host, and I'm joined this week from a remote location uh, by Mr. Scott Van der Acker.
1: Hello, hello,
0: hello. Um, nice to to have you on board, Scott. There was some complaints about last week
1: that some people felt that you sounded as though you were being recorded from the moon. In mitigation, may I state that you're the one with all the fancy gear, and I don't mean clothes or drugs. And I have no control over the sound, which thus emanates into the fancy high tech. That, no. Yeah, that is true, that is true, but I'll blame you anyway. Cause yeah, of course, because I'm the kind of person who would make an arse of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and people are more likely, to, more apt to believe that. Speaking of things that we can't believe, let's go to Timecast on Saturday, let's take a magic carpet ride through history and go back to Rangers versus Hearts. Now, there were good points and there were bad points, so... Let's start off in a positive frame of mind and say that the team for 80 minutes went 2-0 up, deserved to be 2-0 up, played very well, Darren McGregor at the centre half was absolutely fantastic, Uh, Andy Murdoch in midfield was absolutely superb, we played with a maturity and a passion, we looked dangerous on the break. Still a little powder puff up front, but I think as we've discussed before that that's you know, we just don't have the talent in that area rather than any lack of effort at the moment. But it looked as though, although it was gonna be for naught, as Hibbs had, had gone into a three 0 a three nil lead at Falkirk and had punished us for the mistake of the previous week, which I think we all felt was gonna cost us. It did look as though we were gonna get into the playoffs with a morale boosting win. That wasn't to be,
1: Scott, was it? It wasn't to be. For just as the week before if we can take a magic carpet time machine and go back well, another week, but to a different place than that. You know, mm-hmm. still with me? Well, if we've got a magic carpet ride that can go back in time,
0: we could, we might as well go back, go back there. I don't want to go back anywhere where it's difficult
1: to do stuff. N- no, you'd have to have basically clean water and antiseptic and penicillin and stuff like that. We're not going to go back to where we get infected by the pox. No, good, 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 good Lord not. We're not going back to 1995. Absolutely not. Um, so we went back to Falkirk game and yeah, losing two goals from a, a, or giving away cheap goals and stuff. We've had the opposite. It was the fight back at Falkirk and everyone said, let's take some positives. Let's take... And now we had the hearts having a fight back and they were saying, let's take some positives from the first bit of the game. Basically, both were avoidable and you do have to take some positives but with these 79, 80 minutes on the clock you, you're not looking under that much pressure. It does look like we're coasting. And then, of course, of course, the man who's never played for months, Foster, is apparently, according to those in the know, struggling a bit to last 90 minutes and might need to be replaced. Oh, they're rummaging for the substitution boards and up the boards go. What happens, David? Well,
0: I think, and I've said this oft and long on this pod, that the most disappointing thing for a supporter is when you are right as an amateur... When you are sitting in the stand and you're not one of these guys who, you know, coaches a local boys club and fancies himself as a sort of Aldi Alex Ferguson. You're just a supporter. You, you like football, you know, you, you you and I are quite passionate football fans. We watch a lot of it, we read books on it, all the rest of it. But we're amateurs, you know, it's it's a hobby, it's something we follow. And there's nothing worse for a fan than when the highly paid professional you put your trust in does something that you know is utterly ridiculous And Uh then you're proved right that it was utterly ridiculous. And we we had that a lot under Ali, where he would do things and you would say, I'm not sure about that, and you would be proved right. And it happened so often that it eroded his credibility to a point now where most people, no matter how fond they are of Ali McCoy's ex-player or Ali McCoy's, the man, think of him as a sort of managerial halfwit, because so often he was proved to be when that board went up and it became clear that Rangers were going to replace Ricky Foster with Lee McCullough and further, when it became clear that Rangers were changing the entire structure of their defence, going to what looked like a kind of rickety three-five-two, dropping back and putting the star man on the park Darren McGregor, who was by far incidentally the best player on the park on Saturday one of those games that players dream about certainly defenders dream about where he was just on it for everything I immediately tweeted, I can't believe that this is happening. And What's that? If I can go and look up the tweet, and uh, I think I said, is he, re- is he really doing this? I couldn't believe it. And there was a flood on Twitter at this point of people saying similar. Within seconds, Rangers had lost the goal. Um, now, people have blamed Cami Bell for this mistake, and they are right to. However as was improved for the next 10 minutes when we were sitting far too deep, when Harts put pressure on us and we eventually folded under it, it was quite clear that the whole defence was unnerved by these changes. It was a colossal cock-up because I was always brought up with that you don't change a defence that's working unless you have to. Now, OK, maybe Ricky Foster couldn't go the next 10, 15 minutes. We'll put on a full-back or put on yeah. a defender to play fullback to change the whole structure of the defence to put McCulloch on, it looked to me like it was Stuart McCall who had made the correct decision and, well, he would consider it a brave decision. I don't because it's been so obvious. But he had dropped McCulloch and I think he then wanted to kind of put an arm around him and say, on you go. But unfortunately, we were only 2-0 up. The game
1: wasn't won. He gambled that the game was won and it wasn't. I think the other also does not do Stuart McCall, much credit, which is, if you're going to take Ricky Foster off to give him a rest, okay? And that is fair enough, isn't it? He's no. not played a lot of football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's understandable. Uh, why is there not a right-back on the bench? Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I have a specialist right-back. You have got a guy who's not played much football who you know is not going to last 90 minutes. Why is there no right-back? I last thing that struck me at the time has been utterly baffling, is why is there no right-back on the bench? I just also say, why go from a back-four to a back-three? Especially when you've got McCulloch in there, who slows a week in the jail. Which also means, as we've said in this pod for years, and I'm so fed up, it drags the whole team deep. Mm-hmm. It does. You can't leave space behind them because they've got no pace. So they all play in the edge of our own box. It's just a calamity. And as you said, there's no point in paying these guys these big wages. And it did in the Ali. Ali was getting £800,000 a year. And people we knew we knew, second-guessed all these bad decisions before they'd even unfolded. Yeah. That is what mind you. Stuart McCall did this thing on Saturday or the weekend. Everybody knew what would happen and what it would lead to. Everyone. It does take away some of the faith that you have and some of the ability of him to to conjure things out, you know, pull a rabbit out of a hat. It really demoralises you on the way to the playoffs because is there anything there? Is there a a secret? Is there a plan B? Is there something they're going to work on all week? Because that was just shit.
0: I just think that Stuart McCall may well have... Kind of signed his own death warrant when it comes to getting a job full time with that. Not literally though. Rangers aren't that kind of club. No, no, we're we're not we're not into that. Uh, if, if there was ever going to be a time we were I'm sure it would have happened at some point over the last three years. So yeah. let's just say here for the record, before we have um, gangs of people shouting in our face angry slogans, it seems to be the new the new thing in Scotland this week. Yes. Can we
1: just say that we do not want to execute anyone? No. At our club. Not after a show. We're not going to give a show trial to, to shoot McCall. Like, give him a cigarette, blindfold him and shoot him when he's tied to a stake. It's not going to happen. At least at least we're not advocating it. No, we're not advocating so. it. No, absolutely not. And let's just clear that up. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that McCall,
0: he made it very difficult, as you say. That's a, a, the right turn of phrase. He made it difficult to faith in him because it was such a stupid decision. It was so obviously a stupid decision. And he's had a, a bad few weeks Now we It's our fault because we eulogised him pretty much on the pause a few weeks ago And said how well he was doing And since then the mistake quota has gone up And unfortunately with this group of players you don't have wiggle room for mistakes nope. He put Robbie Crawford on at full back last week It was a disaster, it cost us two goals Now I can understand at least why he was trying that It was an attacking move So you cut a bit of slack for that But there was no slack to be cut on Saturday And it was such a shame because we played really well we had It was a great away performance We got our goals kicked hearts at arm's length Worked really hard, very industrious And it looked as if we were going to go into the playoff With a little bit of momentum That all eroded And the fact that we've spent the first 10 minutes of the pod Talking about this this decision And what turned it to be a meaningless match In terms of how the league looked at the end of the season I think that, that tells you something And you know, maybe maybe you were right and It, it hurts me to say that Scott It hurts me to say that but the, way I, the way I figure it is, is stop clock twice a day type thing, you know? Yeah, it had to happen. It had, had to happen, republic, it it's, had been, to... it's been a while. But I think that you said a few weeks ago, is it that McCall's doing really well, or is it that we have just been so used to. Being terrib- Atlas. Yeah, to terrible management, that competent management to us looks like Jose Mourinho, and I think you were maybe right. And we've seen in the last few weeks enough to say that you've flunked the job interview I would say yeah. now I wrote an article for We Are The People magazine which you, you can buy if you want but I don't get any money for it so you know I'm not bothered it's a plug but yeah I would buy it because it's good but you don't have to don't think and they could at to. least give you a cut I mean that's all you're well saying. apparently the money's used to buy shares in the club right. and they always do that's shit like that to you all these people that get me to do stuff Scott, they can make me shit like that or oh, we're using it to buy shares in the club or it's going to a charity and you're like because oh. you can't say no right no, you know you want to obviously and
1: but what use is it to you I mean
0: it's not it's not just you, I mean, you should talk to me absolutely right I'm giving up my time my wit and my intellect right mm-hmm. which are tradable commodities by the way I mean they, this is worth money and I give it away do they know who you are? I mean do they know who you are I'm the David Edgar do you know him yeah the and uh, yeah I do it and, and I get nothing for it but yeah they always come to me like stuff like that. oh it's for charity oh it's for this it's for that and I'm like oh, for Christ's sake I, I draw the line of ball shaving, if anybody wants yeah. to, to... Well, unless there's, it's part of a larger programme of event. And it depends who's shaving. Yeah, th- there you go, yeah. Um, but in We Are The People magazine, I said that the problem that Rangers have is with McCall, if he had done well this still exists if we go up through the playoffs, incidentally, is that any new manager coming in, if he doesn't get off to a good start, there's almost like a manager in waiting. You know, there's like an exiled king. Uh, yeah. And people will say, off oh, if McCall was here. But I do stand by that if McCall doesn't take us up, he shouldn't get the job. As harsh as that is, because, yes, it's not his players and all the rest of it. But I think that if you just looked at the body of evidence, you would say he done, he did uh, bad grammar that he did reasonably well but not well enough that you would think we can't get a better option the converse of that is of course that the fact if we are in the first division next season it makes it harder to get in a better manager and it might perversely make
1: his chances of getting the job a little stronger I think there's, there's three basic things David number one is what disappoints me most about Stuart McCall's tenure is, is something that we've said okay and I think, in fairness to you, and I don't like doing this either, I hate using it in fairness to you, David. Because you're such a ooh, aren't you? No, I really am. But I
0: mean, I'd hate me if I wasn't me. Exactly. I'd admire me, but I'd hate me.
1: But you the caveat at the time when you're loading when you're loading him and praising him is that these players have to be watched like a fucking hawk. Yes. Right? You cannot trust him. What's disappointed me is that he has quite quickly slipped back into the old ha-ha, <laughs> that's a laugh you know, not just the laugh, the mean the lads. And he was harsh the first few weeks. Remember stony faced press conferences? Yeah. Recently, they're slipping back into what they always did wrong. And I'm just disappointed that he couldn't keep on them, maybe put a foot in their neck a little bit longer. It looks a bit weak to me. That's one thing. Second thing is, I've got a feeling, and it's just a hunch, and it's nothing to do, like Quasimodo, if you will. Right. It's not based on anything. But I think the financial figures and what's under the bonnet uh, um, is worse than anyone suspected. I think things will come out. And I don't think at the moment there's much money to replace people keep saying oh Stuart McCall must go and, Br- and Michael Laudrup will come in but no I've got a funny feeling the budget is limited
0: yeah I think you're right and I think that in terms of, of getting someone to come in if you say to them we're in the SPFL and there's a chance of however remote and it is remote but there's a chance to go and try and win something and uh, you know you can get into Europe all that kind of stuff then the SPFL right. isn't that attractive but people can see that there is something there, there's, there's long-term possibilities, even if it is just a case of coming in and doing well and maybe getting a move somewhere else, you, you have that opportunity. You can't really offer that in the Scottish Championship. You're asking somebody to effectively give up a year of their career to then get the opportunity, which isn't a fantastic opportunity yeah. maybe for someone who's got ambitions to manage in the Premiership or whatever. So it, it does reduce your pool of available talent. I, also, though, I think that McCall took a gamble, which was, I'll be good enough to get this team up. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't make it, then he didn't fulfil his part of the bargain. And it was a a tough gig. So I just think that there's been enough evidence to suggest that Stuart McCall isn't the best manager we could get. Now, I'm not a great one for, however, if, if we do this, they can get the job because there is the argument that you're either the right man or the wrong man. Yeah. Um, and you know, an arbitrary result, one or two, shouldn't shouldn't change that. But I do feel that if he did get us up, there would be that hangover element for a new manager that any mistake would be viewed through the prism of there is a manager there who can come in and take the job. So I, I would understand why it would be easier for the club to give him the job if we went up, and certainly it would be more difficult, not possible, but more difficult to grumble about it. However. If we don't get up, I think that it's a case. Saying Stuart, thank you very much. We appreciated your time. If we're bringing in a coach who maybe doesn't know Scottish football, we'd be quite happy for you to continue as his assistant because you went quite up to the job manager. However, um, you know you you are a better coach than what we've had in that role previously. Yeah. But I don't believe that he would have done enough to to yeah. secure the position full we'll
1: time. conversely, and maybe our army, our army, David the readers and listeners. And pod fans can see what they think. But conversely, it might be easier to keep him if we don't go up. For two reasons. Budget, restraints, and who's going to get to come, as you hinted at earlier. But secondly, you've easily got the smokescreen of, well, Stuart come in, he's dealt a bad hand. He started off in an almost mission impossible, but no one could have done any better. And he deserves to get rid of these players, get his own players in, and get a whole season. That's what he deserves. And I think... that it might be easier for the board to keep him if we don't go up. But yeah, absolutely. I,
0: I, I totally agree with that. I think that that is something that you might see happen against that. The reason I counsel against that for the board is I like is this c- point counterpoint. This is we should do this more often. It's the the basically what's happened is I've looked at the the election campaign this week and I thought yeah. we need to do the exact opposite of that. Yes, right. I I have a dream, Scott. I'm almost. And I hate to compare myself to Martin Luther King, but if people out there want to want to do so, then you know, I'd, I I wouldn't stop them. Right? I'm certainly not comparing myself to one of the greatest and most influential figures of the 20th century. For a well, start, this is the 21st century. That's all you're saying. That's all I'm saying. Right? However, I too have a dream, and I have a dream. And you may say I'm a dreamer. It's not that, but as not that the Swedish. You know, no, it's not that one. No, it's no, 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 it's not that one. I have that fairly regularly. Sometimes when I'm awake, um, surprisingly enough. But I have a dream that one day, and that day may never come. But one day, someone who's not Scottish could watch Scotland today or report in Scotland without thinking that everyone in this country is a c- That would be my dream. I think you've got a bit of a
1: weight there,
0: though. I know that we're not. I you meet know. people out in the street. They're nice. They're normal. They're not like what we're seeing on the news. They're not billions. Ah, there's, no, there's
1: thousands of wonderful Scottish people. Ah. But what? what's the point in living in 21st century Scotland, David, if you're not an attention-seeking immature walloper? Yeah, yeah. Uh I, I don't know, mate. But anyway, I, I, I have that dream. And
0: who knows? Maybe, Maybe one day that dream will be realised. But... In terms of the point-counterpoint, I'd say that McCall is definitely, I think, more likely to to get the job if we get promoted because we use it sell, but it's not impossible for him to get it if we stay down. I would counsel the board against that simply because they need to attract people back to the ground. They need to attract people back to what's the club, and we can debate about whether or not going to see Rangers should be enough. We can debate about people said after the the Spivs had left that we would all go back and watch the game. People can talk about the, the should-haves and the UCEDs and the you know why not. The real politic of the situation is we're playing in front of 35,000 most weeks. There's 15,000 people at least who are not going back and Stuart McCall is not going to make them go I'm buying a season ticket. There will need to be something in the summer. Especially if there's not Bigger games, I mean, I hate to say big games to look forward to because I hate to disabuse you know Neil Doncaster of this notion, but Mullerwell, Inverness, not that exciting, you know, even after three years away. But we need to have something that makes us want to go and watch Rangers. You see... The key thing about being a Rangers fan... And I think I speak for a lot of Rangers fans when I say this... And certainly not... you know, If you don't, that's fine, I'm not speaking for you... Just a lot of punters I speak to say the same thing... Which is... In Scottish football, we watch Rangers... Right? And it's Rangers versus A and other... Even, yes. even Celtic... It's just... They're rivals... But they're just the team that stop us winning stuff... For me, it's Rangers and the teams we play... Mm-hmm. If I want to watch good football... Flick of a switch, three-hour drive, it's easy to do. You don't watch Scottish football for the love of football. It's pish, right? It's depressing, it's dank, it's full of arseholes. The product is pathetic. That's not why we watch it. We watch our own team through loyalty, history, and the fact that we kind of have to. Yes. if I want to watch good football I watch the Champions League semi-finals this week which have been fantastic I do not watch with all due respect to the United Inverness Caledonian Thistle which was no. third versus fourth this week and I think was playing for like, 2,500 fans under 2,500 fans so the idea that people will just turn up because it's Rangers it's not there anymore the idea that people will turn up because they always have it's not there anymore. No, board have to give us some box office. And again, we can debate about whether that's right or wrong, but it is a fact.
1: Well, I'm a little bit older than you, brackets considerably, considerably. because you're, say it, you're about to say that. I was actually, and I was going to use the word considerably. That's quite impressive. And in my day, basically went to Rangers because it was staunch and it was a community team. And I leave like people to interpret community in any way they wish. And thirdly, because there was no much football on TV from abroad. That's just a fact. You went to see Rangers, it was all magic, bishbosh. There wasn't the pressures on parents and on people now to avoid going to see Rangers. Politically, the way the police behave, the way stewards behave, the amount of football on television, the price, the breaking of bonds between people who've got used to season ticket culture or people that haven't have drifted away, it just isn't the same. And as you said, the the board cannot sit down and go, well, the Rangers fans, of course they'll come there has to be something to come for. And part of that will be matchday experience. Now, it won't make up for the league being pish, but it may make a massive difference if from 1 o'clock till about 6 o'clock there's a vibe about the stadium. It's exciting to go. And I don't just mean Broxy Bear shaking the odd child's hand. They have to make something happen. And that does include, and I know this is the age-old argument, it'd be good to have an argument with a fan, with a pod lovers, but entertaining football does matter now. It's not enough to grind out a 1-0 win. They are going to have to offer up something of a sporting nature as well as a staunch, I'll endure this and just sit through nature or people will drift off. And that's unavoidable, I'm afraid.
0: But you, you've seen that even with uh, Celtic, who, despite the protestations to the contrary, are not playing to packed houses. They're going to win the lead every year for the, for the next, probably even the next three or four years at least. But that's not enough and I'm sure that they'll get a boost when we go back up no matter what they say but yeah, I think people now are saying this is a lot of money to me what am I getting for it? And it became such a chore watching Rangers the last couple of years that there were times you questioned your sanity and there were times you are like why am I doing this? And yeah. I kept going up until it became absolutely apparent that turning up was supporting thieves and I couldn't do that anymore. So... But then the day that the new board came in, I bought my season tickets, you know, yeah. and I got and I've been going and I was enjoying being back because it's nice to be back and stuff. But yeah, I can understand guys who are, you know, have got more commitments than me. You know, my my kids are two dogs. They don't cost me that much money. Uh, I can understand for a uh, for families that it gets harder to fight the wife off uh, or harder to just justify to yourself money that you could be spending elsewhere so uh, it is tough now we, we start off uh, the, the the playoffs with a trip to Queen of the South which has become a bit of a bet noire of ours I would say bogey team but there's about eight or nine clubs vying for that, for that title it would be unfair to just single out Queen of the South as being a bogey team uh, actually quicker to list the ones that aren't really but yeah I mean this plastic pitch thing I think is a ready made excuse for our players, and I don't want to hear it. I want them to go do a professional job, realise that the way Queens play against us is that they hit us with pace on the break, and have a game plan accordingly that can deal with that.
1: Firstly, and I'd like this noted for the pod because in centuries to come, David, do you know how museums and galleries now we have works by Rembrandt, Vermeer, and then go right through to the modernist cubists? Well, in years to come, those are crazy. Yeah, all the good. Um, yeah, we're going like, to be... Early 21st century, one of the funniest things ever that was ever possible was Heart and Hand podcast. Here it is. And the will essays, people doing dissertations on it. We know that. So for posterity, I'd like to say we should not be in the playoffs. Jokes aside, taking a step back, it is absolutely disgraceful that we finished third in this division. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, it's... And for McCoy, McDowell, the previous board, everyone involved, the players, you should be shamefaced. Yeah. It, 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 there's no excuse, there's no contextualising it. It is absolutely ludicrous yeah it's, it's totally unacceptable and it's a failure on a colossal scale but on every yep yeah, but we are there I agree with you I do Cole said with his jokey little bit about last time we tried to practice on a plastic pitch he beat us anyway so um, it must be bad luck so we're going to lock up the plastic pitch ooh bad luck that was just stupid And um, you do have to practice on a plastic pitch watch the games but David is right folks watch the games watch other games featuring Queen of the South and you'll notice they do intricate passing. They suck teams in, and then they get behind you using pace and width. And then set up your team to not concede goals to that type of team. Get off the dreaded plastic pitch with 0-0, or maybe 1-0 at the very worst, and try and hump them at Ibrox. Okay. Do not do what you usually do, which is go down there and get beat. End of tactical masterclass.
0: Yeah, that's just quite straightforward and... Uh... Are you, are you throwing your hat in the ring for the for the job next season? Well, I could do with the cash. Well, you could be significantly worse than the previous manager. And I I don't say that as a comedy feature. You couldn't be significantly worse than the previous manager. There is a
1: couple of problems. I might not be a pure laugh in the training room. Un- certainly, undoubtedly. I mean, anyone no, listening to this could tell you, you that. Figures. It's unlikely, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, let's, let's not be honest. Um, but I would let people kick footballs off my arse. So, and that's good in the CV
0: okay then fair do I, I, I would hire you okay then well, we'll know more next week we'll know roughly where we are we want to hear what you think about what we've been saying here I mean not because it'll change our minds but just it seems polite to ask speaking of polite Scott's came all the way uh, through, through cyberspace to be with us today the least we can do is let him do his bit in the Spot and Integrity Award The Sporting Integrity Award, when we look round the world of sport and see who's made the biggest dick of themselves over the past seven days, named in honour of the concept of sporting integrity, which uh, sort of like a tub that you can't flush keeps popping up no matter how hard you try to get rid of it, and uh, we've seen plenty of that this week. Just before we started, though, Scott, there was a report done by researchers, so it's a fact, right? Yeah, right. Um, there was a report that said that women who have a partner who's funny mm-hmm. tend to have more and better orgasms.
1: Is that why like our wives are torn-faced gits? We are hoots. I know, that's the thing. We are
0: hilarious. Sometimes I just need to take my trousers off and my wife yeah. will burst out laughing. Which is apparently... Exactly, some, I mean... That's apparently
1: one of them organisms. I know, apparently there's multiple organisms by blaster. And in that case, this pod must be like... An aphrodisiac. Span- yeah, and I, and I, whatever that is. I mean, basically, we're we're like, I guess. So what we're going to say is, if
0: you're having trouble delivering the goods to an acceptable standard, you know, yeah, if and you, you probably are, are. if you in the kind of central marketplace are only getting two stars on Amazon type thing, yeah. play this pod to, her yes, and get them to think of odds, you know, lie back and think of heart and hand, you know, just just when you're doing it, you could be going, going. Who's your favourite podder? Right. Call, yeah. me, call me Davy. Call me Scott. Call me Cammy. Uh, you know? Come on, let's go through the bits from Spears of the Week. Uh, uh, uh. Do you yeah. know the worst part of that was, uh. was I was doing that little bit there, I actually did did, did, did the motion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, the motion. Uh, yeah uh, I I was miming humping uh, a young lady from behind. Did you turn Japanese as well? I, I did. The, I did this sort of riding croc nice. thing, you know, like like Willie Carson did, yeah. riding all to glory. That was kind of. I did that. I hope I, we never
1: have to do this sort of thing in any sort of televised setting because I'm going to go to prison. Well, there, there's two though. There's the there's the sort of laying your hand on the the tree of the doing from behind movement. Yeah, that's what I did. It was arm across. And yeah, a, and I saw arm across. Arm
0: across. And the side spank. Side spank in the, <laughs> the movement backwards and forwards. And Just
1: a visible arse. Yeah, yes. I was kind of like an erotic Marcel Marceau. You <laughs> were indeed, yes. Yes. Um, via the gift, delivering orgasms via the gift of mine. Via the gift of mine, yeah, exactly.
0: Modern dance, and interpretive modern dance on how to make your women come. Anyway,
1: with that, we, we should move on. Can I ask you a question, David? Go on, Scott. Are the SPFL and SFA... Because it's so obvious what they're trying to do by stealing all our cash, yes. are, they, are they basically excluded by being too obvious this week? What, you mean by the fact that they seem to change the rules every six minutes? And haven't actually got some of the rules that they're talking about yet? Yeah, I think that they
0: are excluded. Although one thing I will say is, if you're a fan of another club and you're listening to this podcast, A, you're a nutter, but anyway. Um, if you're a fan of another club and you're watching fellow working people being stiffed on ticket prices just because they support a football club you don't like, you are a dick. Um, I would support any club, including Celtic, if they were having this battle with the SFA or the SPFL or whoever is, is claiming to do it. This is unjust, it's wrong. If Rangers are in a position to let working people in for free to a football match, then it should be done and it should be encouraged. And if... Clubs need the money so badly because the SPFL can't get a fucking sponsor after two years, then it's them they need to take this up with. Not say, oh, Rangers are being selfish, or oh, Rangers are doing this and that. It's an absolute disgrace. And again, we are forced to put up with these weapons who have jobs of power in Scottish football. Now, we can all suspect the reason why they're lightning rods, they're easily malleable to certain clubs' needs and desires. It doesn't matter. It's incompetence on a huge scale. They are the marginal line of Scottish football administration, and it's time that they were overrun.
1: Scott? Correct. And with those mixed metaphors, we'll push on. Um, we're going to start with a good bit of excuse-making, David, OK. Because that's what the Scottish football is all about, isn't it? Yes. Excuses. And it's Portugal coach, Fernando Santos. Now, Portugal used to be good at football, did they not? A while back, yeah. And even recently they had their moments, yeah? Yeah, but they've also had some right moments, they've had some Ali moments. Including losing 2-0 at home to the Cape
0: Verde Island. They're not even a team. No. You just the made that up, but they did get beat
1: by them, even though they oh. don't exist. But there was a reason. Was. There's a reason they could be. So, what the reason was? What? We knew that this game was going to be difficult and that we'd be up against it because they speak Portuguese too. The bastards. There you go. Well, don't, uh, don't colonise them then. Well, yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Borrow our magic <laughs>
0: carpet from the start of this and go back and don't colonise the Cape Verde Islands. Yeah. Or don't shut out your top secret tactical instructions then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Y- the you'd bit. like that as an Aliesque esque grasp at an excuse, isn't it? Yeah, they spoke English too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they speak the same languages as. Us. Uh, that's that's a pretty poor one. That that's just
1: move right into the favourite position here. No, that's ridiculous. In Italy, model Rosie Mazuli is aiming to lure a rich sheikh to buy bankrupt Parma by pledging she'll do an irresistible public striptease. Okay. Mazuli says the gesture will impress any Arab sheikhs. This will be how I you, the city that adopted me. I'll save the club of my heart. By stripping for them, they will then invest. Does she they, want to move to Glasgow? Well, I was thinking she can have a new adoptive home any time. Rosie Mazuli. I remember mm.
0: you used to get, and some, some listeners remember this, when you were walking to Ibrox, there were some right ropey-looking harridans um, from local lap dancing establishments handing out flyers to, yeah. to people going into to Ibrox. And yes. being sober... For, for a while now, Scott, I'm generally not beer-goggled up no. when I'm walking in. And um, with all due respect to these young ladies, who I'm sure are, are beautiful on the inside, I'm yes. not necessarily sure I'd like to pay pay the money to take the clothes off. Let's just say they get the benefit of the lighting. In those mm-hmm. establishments, yes. yes. Yeah, it, and it's The only pole I want them riding is no one connected to me. No, perhaps somebody from Poland... But well, why not? You know, we're in a multicultural society these days. You're not, you're, a, you're a Tory bastard, but I am. I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm fascist, but that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I'm a red Tory wanker, apparently. Now it's quite yeah. funny because I used to get abuse because you know, heart and hand, and I uh, used to get abuse on Twitter from people because there's you know, like um, red, white, and blue colouring on our logo and stuff. Yeah, so obviously that made me a Tory bastard, obviously. But, but now that you know, people have asked me and have said that my member of the Labour Party, all the rest of it, I'm now a red Tory bastard. But I'm still a bastard. You can't win. Well, consistency has always been your thing, isn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, you were going to say you can't win. Considering some of the people that are doing the insulting,
1: I, I, I am a winner in life, yeah. trust me. Yeah. I think I can probably beat it. I've got a great record for you, David Ryan. Go on. I managed through the Twitter sphere this week, OK? Yeah. To get a, a, a so-called member of the 45, OK?
0: Uh-huh.
1: I got them from zero to save use user deed within three tweets. That's quite impressive, mate. Yes, that's how quickly they let their guard down. So, not saying they're always the same sort of people, but they are. They are right. right. Oh, Ghana, we like a bit of African action, don't we? Yes, we do. Make of that what you will. Second tier Oquahu United coach. Fabulous. Saffo Cast. Yes, Oquahu United. Yeah, and his name's Saffo Castro. Oh, that's magnificent. He took refuge up a tree after being chased by angry United fans, with police having to rescue him from a possible lynching. Jesus! But this is good because the next day, and you used like this you used to work with policy and procedure, didn't you? Yes. H yes. R and all that thing. Yes. Next day, he was sacked for an attitude not in line with company policy. <laughs> fair enough. I <laughs> like that. So running away from being killed apparently just wasn't in their terms and conditions. Well, that's it. You've got a
0: standard to maintain, and being yeah. lynched by fans apparently yeah. again that makes you think that. See, when Scottish players take to Twitter to complain about abuse from fans, at least yeah. we've we'll
1: stopped taking a rope to the games. Yeah. And talking of which, though, and I in fact think that CSKA Sofia have employed Peter Loyal in some capacity. Okay. Okay. How's this for our job, right? 20th of April 2015 okay Mm -hmm. CSK Sofia winger Tony Silva hits out at racist abuse aimed at him by CSK fans who were having a Hitler birthday party display Jesus including a swastika and monkey chants and bananas thrown at Tony Silva in Russia Russians were celebrating Hitler's birthday Sofia Bulgaria Bulgaria sorry yeah yeah but they were invaded yeah exactly so they had a Hitler birthday party celebration, swastikas and bananas and monkey chants, the whole thing. He said, They don't deserve respect. They call me monkeys. I can't accept it. But we know more of this. Ha! 21st of April, Tony Silva sits down with CAK's PR team to, publish, to write and publish an open letter to the fans of the club's website. I love CSK and its fans. They're great. What happened wasn't pleasant, but I can understand it. They're an emotional bunch. There was no racism. Anyone saying otherwise cannot be serious. What evidence is there of any racism? Yours, Tony. Yeah, and sitting next to Petersky-Lawersky. Yes. <laughs> yeah, was it? So that's less than 24 hours later. Um, Hitler's birthday party was uh, exonerated and wiped from CSK Sophia's history. And a line of sexual picadillos is that okay? Yes, go on. I always like ending with sexual uh, picadillos. Ronaldo, sorry, Ronaldinho, the, the gaucho, Ronaldinho, okay? He's looking for another new club. He went to Mexico to play for Corretaro, and it didn't go so well as they, they had hoped. Okay, They got rid of him um, amid more lifestyle allegations. That's what they're calling it, lifestyle allegations. Yes. In January, the fitness coach Roberto Basaguay told the local media, I will need to tailor a special regime for Ornardinho because, let's face it, as a rule, he doesn't do any physical exercise at all. I cannot make him run because, well, he doesn't like it. In fact, in terms of physical exercise, there aren't really any things that he does like. Fair enough. There <laughs> you go. Ordinium still said at the time, I like playing football and I like having sexual intercourse. <laughs> well, hard, so hard to argue. You, you know, actually,
0: yeah. well, he's not winning because that's, that's fantastic. I mean, that's, that's basically yes. 90, 96% of our listenership. Uh, yes. The 2% being you and me, I think. Yes. So, uh, right, okay, well, who was the first one? That That one was... Oh, where are we? Um, ah, Fernando Santos and his excuses but, uh, for losing to Islands. That's a, keep the Islands, guys. So congratulations, Fernando Santos. You're the winner of this week's Sport Integrity Award. <laughs> right, that's pretty much all we've got time for this week. Um, as usual, I would just like to to give my thanks to the, the people who made this possible. Me. Um, but also there are other people who sort of help out as best they can. Um, Paul Myers, and Mike Lee, our executive producer in London. Sound engineer, uh, Mr Charlie Ashworth. And of course, Mr Scott Vandenacker. Thank
1: you. Are we having a score prediction thing for or for the game? you want to? Not really. No, 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 not
0: really. Let's say we'll win. I think that we'll actually get a draw. I think we'll be one each.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to...
0: Do something not as bad as usual Yeah I've got a wee feeling as well But I don't want to After you know, saying a few weeks ago That Stuart McCall was Jose Mourinho I don't really want to, to Go down that route again You can get in touch with us though To lambast us for our useful, uh, useless predictions By uh, dropping us an email Which is ibroxrocks R-O-C-K-S At playbackmedia.co.uk You can follow us on Twitter At ibroxrocks Or Scott and At Scott Harthand And see how quickly You can get him to froth at the mouth About the election Or you can also get in touch with us on the Facebook page, which is just Heartland Angels Podcast on Facebook. That's pretty much it. My name's David Edgar. I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers. Bye.
1: This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at ibroxrocks.com.